How young is too young? And can you find happiness with someone your own age? Welcome to No Two Gays About It, the podcast that gives a voice to the over 50 gay male. And today it's all about dating. Hello, I'm Tom Burke. And hello, I am Michael <laughs> Foley. And besides our dating discussion, we will, of course, be throwing some shade at somebody or something in our segment called The Savage Side-Eye. Yes, we will. I have a good one for you today. Awesome. Awesome. So besides that, Michael, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, we finally have warm weather consistently here in the desert, and it's a joy. It Um, is a joy. Yeah. And... uh, Last week, I went to see this, um, I went to see Thoroughly Modern Millie, which obviously is no new movie, Right. but there's a group of guys out here who um, have been putting this thing together for a while now, and it's called Among Friends, is the group of guys, and they do an interactive version of the film, think Rocky Horror Picture Show meets whatever film they happen to be showing that month. Nice. And I'm telling you, I haven't giggled that much in decades. It was so much so that the guy who was running up and down the aisles doing things, he said to me and my friend, every time I went by you guys, you were giggling. I'm like, because it was funny. That's a great Um, thing. Yeah. So what have you been up to? Uh, You know, we are here in Palm Springs, where both of you and I live. Uh, We are kind of, our season is kind of coming to a close, but that doesn't mean it hasn't ended because there are still cocktail parties and dinner parties. It's just, it's a lot. Um, so we're still doing that. We're still swinging around in all of these uh, end of season parties. But that is where today's subject of dating after 50 came up for me. And um, I want to set this up for you before we get into it. Because I have a lot of questions about dating after 50, and since Mm -hmm. you are my single male friend, you're the one who's going to have to help me through all of this. I'm here for you. Uh, All right. Awesome. So we we were going to this dinner party, and normally you show up at a party and you don't know who's there, and it's like sometimes it's some good people, and sometimes it's you're stuck with some duds. But um, this time, the host actually said uh, to everyone who was coming... Uh, and I'm just, I'm using a fake name here. So Joe is dating someone new and will be bringing them. And it's like, okay, great, whatever. So we showed up at this party. Uh, it was a dinner party. Maybe 14 uh, people were there. And walked in and I saw this like crowd, crowd of maybe five or six guys around this other person. And as I got closer, it was like, oh, that's who he's dating. And it was a guy around 25 years old. And this Joe, um, you know, is in his 60s. And when I saw this crowd of guys around him, and they were all doing that, like, you know, brushing against him, laughing <sighs> so they could touch his chest, you know, kind <sighs> of bumping into his thigh, my whole body just bristled up because it just kind of brought me back to me being that age. And, you know, I have said this before, I had some really good years. Um, I was working in front of a camera. I, so I understood this young guy's mindset. But then that made me start thinking, how young is 
too young. And, you know, we're talking about a guy in his 60s, and this guy was probably 25. So as a gay man out there dating, do you have like a, an age limit for yourself? Um, you know, I, I sort of set a bar at 40-ish, but I don't hold that to be the rule all the time because sometimes I meet somebody and I strike up a conversation and it's great. And for me, age has never been a factor, but can I, I want to address something really gross sure. about that incident you just described. Um, I find that so disrespectful to the person who brought that person as a date, regardless of what their dynamic was, um, because you have, somebody made a disclaimer and said, oh, he's bringing a new date. And then you have all these people hovering around him like flies on shit. And it's so disrespectful to the other person. And yet, and this is something I saw when I was this age, the guy whose date it was was standing there with this like big grin on like, yeah, this is what I got. And I'm like, that was, to me, disrespectful to this poor 25-year-old. Which I also understand his mindset of like, you know, this is awesome. Everyone's thinks I'm amazing, I'm so beautiful, they all want to touch me. But then you go home and you're like, that was not right. That where, where was the guy whose date this was? What was where was he when all this he grossness was, like, was happening? He was around. He was over there watching all of this, soaking it all in because that, I think... Because that was his brooch. Exactly, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing, like... I understand, like, you know, five years between you, 10 years, okay, great. But as it keeps creeping up uh, to, like, this a 40-year age difference was, it's just, I, I just don't understand, like, what do they have in common? What are they talking about? Why is this attraction there? And yet, again, I was in that position, and I saw so many friends of mine who were going down that pathway and going with the older man because there was a payoff. There was, just as this man was getting his payoff of like, you know, boy, look at who you got, and his ego was being stroked. Normally there is that exchange of like, okay, this young guy's probably traveling around the world. Maybe he's got a job through this. Maybe he's got some money. But to what end, you know? Um, that's a, you know, that's a tough question because I think on some level, all relationships are transactional. Um, yes. But, I mean, they just are, regardless of what the age difference is. So if it works for the two of them, awesome sauce. Well, that's um, the thing. It, if it works for the two of them, right. if they are both happy in this. I, I have to tell you this, too. Um, I'm telling a lot of stories about myself when I was younger, but um, I remember... Coming out uh, to L.A., I was still living in New York. I, I came out to do a job. And at the time, I was, uh, a lot of people were kind of pushing me in different directions. Go meet this person, do this, whatever. There was this one man who was very helpful to me. And I would meet him in his office. And, you know, in conversations, he would be like, so if, when you move out here, where are you going to move? You know, and I'm like, oh, I want to live in the Hollywood Hills and the Bird Streets because that was my favorite area. And I want to have, you know, I'm going to drive a, a, Merce a black Mercedes convertible because, you know, in the 80s, that was the car or whatever. And 
Anyway, that was just conversational stuff. So one time I had flown out, I had this big meeting, and then he said, well, why don't you meet me for dinner? And I have a business transaction to talk to you about. And I was like, oh, something happened. Somebody wants, you know, something. Um, and to meet him at the Ivy. And again, the 80s, you were either at the Polo Lounge making your deals or you're at the Ivy on Robertson making your deals. So I met him for dinner, order, whatever. And he takes out his briefcase and then brings out a contract. And I was like, a contract? <laughs> this is something big, you know, okay. like, whoa. So then he starts reading what this contract is. And it was the house on one of the bird streets, the car, the little black Mercedes convertible. And then it was what I needed to do in order to have those things. And it was, first it started like how many events I had to go with him monthly. And how then old it, was this person? Then it turned sexual. How old was this person? He was in his 50s. Okay. Um, I was in my 20s. 20s. But when that happened, that's when I realized this is a business. <laughs> the, you like know, I said, it's all relationships it's are transactional. transactional. Exactly. And yes, there are, obviously there are plenty of people, females and males, who are signing those contracts. I didn't even finish dinner. I excused myself. I said, this isn't my world. And I just got up and left. Um, but yeah, that that is out there. So yeah, so maybe younger people, if you're getting something and this other person is getting their ego stroked or whatever they need to get from this, great. But it has to be a healthy relationship, right? Well, I'm, you know, I guess for some people that is a healthy relationship. Um, that if yeah. if it's completely transactional and there's an agreement and it's not for anything other than that purpose and it works for both of them, cool. But then there's the relationship that deals with feelings and love and right. intimacy and all that other stuff where it's not transactional. So dating can be a number of different things to different people. It's true. But again, going back to my experiences and seeing other people my age who would go into these kind of relationships, uh, a lot of younger girls were going in these relationships with married men just to get that amazing apartment yeah. in New York. That's a whole but to see them getting damaged by this, you know, because that man then, when the, the next younger, hotter guy with better abs shows up, this one gets pushed to the side. And I don't know, I just saw so many people hurt through this. But I've so, also seen older people get hurt by this younger person, you know. Yeah, you say that person got damaged, but that person was a willing participant. I, it's, I get It's always that. really hard for me when you have someone who steps into someone else's relationship and then has the gall to claim victimhood when, for whatever reason, the other person dumps them. It's like... Right. But, Michael, I think most of the people who are signing those contracts or going into these, I stood up and walked away. Right. Not everybody is as educated as I am or as savvy as I might be. And I think they, as you know, people that are targeted because they're weaker or, you know, an yeah. easy target. So 
a lot of people go into this thinking, this is it, this is forever, this is or, be... or I'll change him or her. Right, right. I'll, I'll make them see the light. Yeah, well, the light is never going to come on. Right, so... It just but, doesn't. But that's the thing. So if, if you are going to be in one of these May-December romances, which I, I personally don't understand, but I understand that sometimes they do work, it has to be a healthy exchange of whatever it is, you know? Absolutely. Regardless of what it's for. And I'm right. going to go back to your uh, question earlier, is dating a contemporary possible? I mean, obviously it is. Um, but again, that has to, it's so subjective. Because when I was younger, when I was in my 20s, when I was in my late teens and 20s, because I came out when I was 18, um, I was attracted to older guys for no other reason than I was attracted to older guys. I dated guys in like their late 20s, 30s, and even 40s during that time and it had nothing to do with anything but i was really attracted to them okay and usually got my heart broken because i got the thing you're too young <laughs> you have a lot to experience right you know you got to go out and live your life and i'm like but i don't wanna you know so it's it, there is a there is another side to that coin totally understand that as well and how mature is that of this older person to realize that and not use you was many and, older people sorry like like that happened often it was it wasn't just one but i do looking back now i do appreciate it and they were 100% right cuz now when if, if i say that to somebody who's younger you know who if i've gone out on a date with or you know and it's just i like them as a person but i'm like the dating isn't going to work because there's a there's a gap here and yes you may be a mature 35 year old but there's a difference between being a mature 35 year old and a mature 55 year old or 60 year old or so you know you 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 have different life experiences that right sort of transition as you get older and perspectives and just looks on certain topics right all right sir so let's answer this next question i had Mm -hmm. Is it possible to find romance with someone your same age? Now, I can only speak about this personally. That's why you're here. Obviously. That's why I'm asking you. Yes. Does it, it, does it present a challenge for me? Yes. Because, you know, we're over the hill. <laughs> hey, I, speak for yourself, sir. I am not over the hill. You're I'm little, not over the hill. You're a little further over the hill than I am. I've gotten to the top of one hill, and instead of dropping, I'm going up another hill. I'm finding a We're new gonna hill. We're going to build a bridge to the next hill. I'll help you build the bridge. I don't to need the next a bridge. Hill. I'm there. I'm already up there. It's all. It's great. All right, Come on. All right, all, right, um, all right. So, tell me, how you know, is it? You know, I'm very active. I like to do things. Sure. Um, I'm not a sit around for a very long time doing nothing kind of person. I, okay. like to, I like to experience new things. I like to, I'll try anything once. And if I look like a fool doing it, I'm okay with that. But there's a lot of guys our age who are uncomfortable being uncomfortable. Um, okay. And so it presents a challenge for me that... Um, okay. Okay, go ahead. I'm, what? I'm, I see yeah. you got something uh -huh. burning. Go ahead. What? All right, so I went hiking this morning, mm -hmm. um, left my house around 7 a.m., was hiking. I can't tell you the number of amazingly attractive men our age 
that I passed on the trails today. And I was like, Michael should be up here. Did you give any of them my number? Did you? You have, weren't did, there. So what? Say, I have, a, I have a friend I think you would like. You should call yeah. him. I'm, I'm open to that. I'm not open to hiking at 7 a.m. No, that I'm not, because you know I'm not a morning person. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> I am a night owl. I always have been from the time I was a child. Fantastic for you. However, you want these young, these older guys your age to change up their life and get more active for you. Well, why don't you change your life and get up? earlier for that you know what if i found a guy mm -hmm. that i liked i'd be up at 7 a.m because you know you? what <laughs> yep that's right my head is waving right now because you know what? what for decades through my corporate experience and my entertainment industry experience i was up at four and five in the morning doing shit so okay do i enjoy it no will i do it if there's a purpose absolutely so i'm not asking anybody to change their life I'm just saying I'm a night owl and 7 a.m. doesn't come naturally for me. But if I found a man that I wanted to hike with at 7 a.m., I guarantee I'd be on that trail with you. Okay. The other day I was at a reception and there again, I man, there are some really good looking people here in Palm Springs. I was uh, talking to the this group and they have started this pickleball league and Again, this one guy was just like, wow, you're dreamy, uh, very like fit and tall and, you know, not one of those, I take steroids or I take, you know, growth hormones bodies, just like a normal, natural body. And they play pickleball, but I was like, hey, I'll play. Um, they play at eight and at nine in the morning. So, you know, just what, Tom? saying what I would, I, if you said to me. What? Do you want to play pickleball tomorrow at nine? I would say, sure. Oh, okay. I have said to you, we're doing something at this time. And you're like, yeah, okay. not. Gonna it's happen. usually hiking or brunch. I don't eat, you know, <laughs> you know me. I have a bowl of Cheerios and then don't, don't eat yes, until dinner. Yes, but it's at those brunches that you meet these active men who are normal, healthy Well, and if I, if I, go, back through, if I go back through my calendar, yes. do you know, I don't see a whole lot of invitations from you to events <gasps> like that. I'm sorry, were we just talking about victims? <laughs> that's not victim. That's fact. Because you, you don't want to go to these things. Did you, you don't want to get up in the... Did you uh, many me? times have... we don't. You asked me to go to brunch when we have friends in town who are mutual friends, and I'm like, I don't need to see them at 11 o'clock or 9 o'clock, because I just saw them the night before. Okay. But so Scott I'm going to get a couple both, hours of sleep, and I'll meet you later. Scott and I both know if there's anything in a day thing, you're not going to be interested. Just if, saying. If there's the possibility of meeting someone to date, I'm there. So you know what? what? Now you know. Now so I know. It, now you know. Like, exactly. like, like they say on NBC, the more you know. Great. So there so you go. Tell me some more about what's the deal with dating people your age. Besides um, uh, being active. Other than that, you know, finding somebody that I'm attracted to. That's a okay. huge part of it, too. Okay. Um. You know, there, there had, it, it's, you can't, that's why I tried this, there was this dating thing that started in LA back in like the nineties, um, which I joined. And after the second time I was a little creepy, creeped out because it was people who were, who, who needed a relationship and okay. they, no matter if you were the round peg fitting into their square hole, they tried to get you in there. And that's not me. I, there's a whole bunch of things that have to happen that 
okay. makes me attracted I, to somebody. Great. Age is I, irrelevant. Okay. But what are some of the things that guys your age are doing that are bugging you? Um, well, they're not, not active not enough. Not, not, no, I didn't say they're not active enough. It's hard for me to find somebody who wants to do things that, okay. like I said, make them feel uncomfortable. And I'm, I'm all for that. Okay. Because I feel like it make, helps me grow. Um, you know, there's guys our age who really don't like to discuss their age or have a hard time embracing where they are. And I'm also not big on an unnatural face. Oh. Where, you know, the Botox <laughs> oh, I and do. the filler and the lips and the pulling. And it creeps me out a little. And yeah. so... But that's one of the things that sometimes puts me off to people my age because you and not that there's anything wrong with it, but you can tell the person has an issue embracing Definitely. their age completely. Right. And They're, hopefully by the time we're past our 50s, you're a little more comfortable in your own skin. Well, and, one problem that we have, you know, uh, I was living in New York you as well, then Los Angeles the whole Hollywood thing, Palm Springs, it, there is a very youth-oriented mentality, especially in the gay community. However, those people, the guys with the shoe polish black hair, when oh, you, yeah. you're like, dude, yeah. come on, um, and doing all the filler and everything, they are searching for their lost youth. They're trying to capture something that never was for them it's all in their own insecurities but michael there are so many men especially in our circles that you know we're going out in that are embracing their age they use their you know the wrinkles are their medals of honor look at the life that i've been through right could you introduce me yes i could <laughs> but seriously there are so many men who you know instead of you know, looking for something that was passed behind them or trying to be something they're not, they're looking forward to those adventures they're going to be taking. They're, that next thing that's going to be happening. There are plenty of those men, I feel, in our age category that are out there. Yeah, and again, you, you, you travel in different circles. You know, for me to meet somebody, I have to get off my ass and like go to a bar, which isn't my thing. You know, and I push myself to go to this Among Friends movie thing. Yeah, Last which week. is great. And it was a blast. Um, you know, and I think anytime a single person goes somewhere where it's going to be an event or a number of people, you know, you're always thinking, oh, I wonder if I could get a date out of this. Um, so, you know, I'm trying. <laughs> well, <laughs> but boy, but is it hard here. I also think. No, you're not going to find those guys in the bars. The guys in the bars, we've discussed this. The guys yeah, in absolutely. the bars are looking for that. The younger guy, they're those 65-year-olds who are looking for the 25-year-old. I don't get it. Um, they're the ones who have the filler and are wearing clothes that are, you know, not appropriate for their age. You need to, like this, find, find these new places where men our age, who are comfortable and who they are, who are not searching for their past, but looking for their future like this friends group that you went to, I think that's our next goal is to find you the right man. Yeah. And again, for me, seriously, age isn't and never really has been a huge factor because again, there are so many things that go in. I don't have a type. You just know it when you see it and there's something that clicks and it's inexplicable. I can't put it down on a piece of paper and said, this is what I'm looking for. 
But you know, you know how you, you just know. I mean, you know, you've been married for 35 years, but you have to remember, you know, when you were younger that right. the, when you saw somebody, there was something that clicked and then you could see another 5,000 people and there's nothing there. Right. Oh, I um, totally understand so that. Yeah. Age for me on, on a lot of levels is irrelevant. Although, like I said, I try to keep it at 40 and above. Even that's becoming a challenge these days. Um, I'm going to say 45 now, 50 maybe. But it's, it's tough because also a lot of guys our age are married, you know? And well, that's that, true. Uh, but so, there's a lot getting divorced. That's, you know, it's the new gay divorce is happening. Yeah. Well, as long as they're divorced for more than a year, okay. then I will participate. Okay. Man, he's got a lot of rules. Um, well, there's, there's baggage that got to be no, unpacked I after a divorce. Totally yeah. get that. But um, I also think that there's, you know, there's some baggage with single men who have not been in relationships oh totally especially at our age yeah they're very this is the way i do things i'm not going to change anything uh you know if you don't fall into this little box that i've made then yeah go away i have a big box i don't need to hear that thank you very much Um, you know why do you think people were giving me contracts i said said that i said that just for your benefit thank you very much um i tried to make you give me an eye roll but you didn't even blink not going there today. Um, although, although you did yesterday at the coffee shop, so that made me happy. Yeah. Do you know what I'm referring to? Oh, <laughs> I know that, what I'm referring to. When that guy walked by, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, Michael, you're sitting here having coffee with me. Put it back in your pants. We're not going to do that It wasn't today. in my pants. I just said, hello. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And how didn't old even, was that guy, even, Michael? I didn't even know I was alive. How old was that guy? I would say he was a good 35, 40. Oh, no. He was 30. No, I think, he wasn't. Oh, please. No. All right. Nope. Well, I think we see, we definitely see age differently. Because I remember that man at the same coffee shop who was in his dolphin shorts, you thought was much older than I thought he was. Right. So. Well, I think I, when I see men, like I said, the other night at this pickleball group, I found those men so sexy in the confidence that they have in who they are. In their age, in you know the, their life accomplishments and what they're also accomplishing, I find that so much more sexy now at this age than you know someone with amazing abs and taut skin and someone yeah. who's yeah. I, I, I never found that sexy actually. In fact, people with those flawless bodies usually I was not attracted to. Oh, oddly enough, me. <clears throat> so sorry, sorry about you that. know. <laughs> We could have been friends in the 80s and the 90s. We would not have been friends in the 80s or 90s. I just know that. But only because I was an asshole, Um, which, you know, know, I changed. That's fucking awesome to own that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I I would definitely have to talk about that one day where I realized this was not the path I wanted. Like, I did not want to be that guy who people was handing contracts to. No, you know. Because actually, if you think about that, there was definitely something where he thought that that was an okay thing to do. Well, so. because obviously that had happened before. Yeah, but, you know, that's I, so interesting. I, yeah, I I knew I needed to change my whole world. I told. Yeah. Well, we don't have to go into any of that right now. Um, so in thinking about all this dating stuff, um, I of course, being who I am, uh, did a little research, tried to find a list, and Yay. I did find, <laughs> and I did find. The five guidelines for gay dating over 50. Because this is going to help you, Michael. I seriously can't wait because (laughs) 
You know how I love your lists. Yes, you do. Almost like I love cold and spicy yeah. food. All right. So, is it possible to find romance after 50? This is going to help us do that. The five guidelines for gay dating over 50. Number one, and this you will totally agree with, embrace your age and maturity. Right? Cheers to that. Exactly. Yes. Uh, let's, let me I love read. that. Oh, this is a good list so far. So far. Uh, it says, take stock of all the reasons why you're a good catch as an older man and lead with that confidence in all social interactions. Your life experience, experiences, maturity, wisdom, and accomplishments can make you very appealing to the right man. I like that. I love that. I think preach. that's great. Preach, sister. Preach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, number two, be visible and proactive. Now, what mm. does that mean? The older we get, the easier it is to be, uh, get too comfortable with our ways and our routines. That's what we were just talking <laughs> about. Yeah, absolutely. You need to be a little bit more flexible and get the hell up. And go hiking at 7 a.m. to see all these really attractive, mature men. No, not going to happen. I just want to point out that I have been hiking with you early-ish, like mm -hmm. a 9 or a 10 o'clock when I first came out here. Yeah. There was nobody else on the trail. Yeah, 9 o'clock is totally different. These men are up because, you know, they're starting... I was passing them, so they probably started at 5.30. They're going to do their hike. They're getting their workout in. Then they're going to the office to make big deals, make some big money. These are the guys we want, Michael. Come on. I don't even, I don't even you know. What? You, you could work at McDonald's, and as long as you're functional, I'm happy. Sorry, I know you want to hook we me up need, with, you know, I, I know, I know. You, too, are going to have to come to my... <laughs> workshops and lectures on <sighs> yeah um okay this also says to become active in your local gay community which you are which is awesome yeah you're you know we talked about this a number of times being getting out there putting yourself out joining gay uh athlete athletic leagues uh which you're all doing that's all great all right number three of these five guidelines for gay dating is Spread yourself across a variety of dating venues. I so, spread myself as often as I can. I don't want to hear that. And neither do these men. Stop talking about that. They don't what want makes to know. you think, you know what? You need to get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> yeah. Because, okay. again, going to that movie thing was a tough one for me. Joining the bowling thing was a challenge for me because I didn't know anybody. Which is brilliant. You know, so it's great. I do spread myself um, okay. across different venues and make myself feel uncomfortable. And it usually turns out to be a really positive experience. Fantastic. Yeah. So get fantastic. your filthy mind out of the gutter. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. um, calls me trailer park because i'm from jersey and mm -hmm. it's only and who has trained my brain to be in that gutter just ask your husband oh please no mm -hmm. not even mm -hmm. not even <laughs> although we did kind of you know i became totally white trash and he took over my role of you know well, it doesn't matter anyway um the dating side i do you i know because we have talked about the gay sexual 
apps. Yes. But are you on any of the other gay dating apps? Do you use yes, those? Oh, okay. Um, and like that experience I had mentioned earlier in Los Angeles for the in-person sort of dating thing when it was before the internet. Right. Um, I have not had good experiences. So I have hung up that particular okay. suit and probably will never go back. Okay. Great. Number four, guidelines for dating in the gay world after 50. Take note of your 50-plus gay brothers. While we all have our specific turn-ons and attractions, it is important that we not take for granted that there are a lot of hot 50-plus gay men. Um, avoid falling victim to the glamorization of youth, which we've all talked about and talked about that too right it's good. that's that. a that's a good piece of advice yeah right uh good for you um oh I, here's this expand your erotic template and pay close attention to all the goodness and sexiness that an older gay man can bring to the table okay i'm not touching that because <laughs> you will accuse me of being what dirty. no it's all good or, uh, so yeah, we both was, was that number five? No, that was only four. That was still got, four. Got one more. Um, hey, we're, we're doing well on this list. I this like is this a good list. list, right? This is a good list. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's not really telling us anything we don't know, right. but it's telling us that we have you on the right track. That's all that matters. But the the good news is it might be telling some other people exactly. something they don't know. You know, I that hope embrace so. your age. Come on. Oh, please embrace your age. Just. The more you can do that, the more doors will open up for you. Yeah. It's so... Well, not only that. It's just freeing. To a, it and, is freeing. Your, ha your life is happier if, you're, if you... And, you know, we have, all have days where it's like we aren't very happy with ourselves. But sure. even if it's 80% of the time that you are, that's a pretty good ratio. Because yeah. I used to be like 1% happy, 99% miserable, and, Aww. you know... Um, and like you, we've done a lot of work on ourselves, and it's, it's something to be proud of, number one, that we're still here, you know? And right. that's, that's saying something for our generation, because we went through it. Sure we did. And I just have to note, it's we've done work on ourselves. We haven't had work done on ourselves. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Do you know I had some queen at a, uh, you know those shops here in town where they hand out those little packets of cream? Yes. Um, handed me one. He, well, he, he said, hey, how you doing? And I was like, hey, how you doing? Um, he goes, do you want something for under eye or over eye? I said, I don't know, because I don't use anything. Um, and he goes, oh, well, what do you do? <laughs> I said, well, I use aloe vera. That's what I use because I have really sensitive skin and things burn me. Okay. Um, and he goes, but you, you don't have a reaction to hair color? And I was like, bitch, this is my natural color. <laughs> I'm like, see this gray over here? Mm -hmm. But I just thought that was hysterical that he thought I dyed okay. my hair. And now I know why my grandmother used to get so pissed off when people would accuse her of dyeing her hair at the age of 60 and 65. Sure. But anyway, number okay. five. Number five. <laughs> number five, lead a balanced life. Feed your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual selves to make sure that you are a whole person as whole as you can be. This will help you with being emotionally and physically available for true love when it presents itself. 
This is the first time since we've started this that I'm going to be able to say these words. I love this list. Aw, and we love your list too, Michael. <laughs> uh, my list? <laughs> no, your list. My list. How many lists um, are in that? Yeah, it's a great list, right? Yeah. All right. It really is. And that, that last one's, again, huge because, you know, I think a, a lot of... It doesn't, you don't have to use spiritual in the traditional way, but you know, if you have a connection to nature sure. or just something that fills you up, um, I think also it helps to have a happier life. Exactly. Whether you're dating or not dating, I think leading a balanced life and making sure that each one of these sections of you, who you are is fed and nurtured yeah. and, you know, making you an amazing person. So yeah, that's a great thing. Yay, if I could totally. stand up, I would give you a standing O for this list. I loved it. Well, thank you very much. So let's, um, let's ruin this good feeling <laughs> <laughs> by uh, heading over to the Savage Side Eye. This week's Savage Side Eye is going out to Sarah. I lied for a living during the Trump administration. Huckabee Sanders, Ooh. who is... Now what did if, she do? If you haven't seen it, it is jaw-dropping. And I swear to you, you would think you were watching a Saturday Night Live sketch because she has started this campaign on Twitter. Um, and it's called The Real Women of Politics, which includes her, Kim Reynolds of Iowa, Kay Ivey of Alabama, and Christy Noe of South Dakota, who are all female governors in red states. Okay. And she started this little campaign in reaction to the Bud Light fiasco that's happening now amongst the snowflakes on the right, because they can't stand a rainbow on their beer can. Right. Um, and Budweiser's support of Dylan Mulvaney, um, a trans activist and influencer, and they gave her a voice. And the right hates that. So Sarah put together this little campaign that I swear to God looks for an ad like for Olivia and Atlantis Cruise Lines. Because I'm going to post it on our Facebook page. Okay. Um, so people can actually go and watch this. And the jingle that goes along with it is fucking brilliant in a really horrendous way. But it's women fishing and this other woman stuffing a fake fish into a box and these really handsome men <laughs> looks at a party and it just looks it's so lopsided for the message she's trying to convey and i thought to myself i wonder if she realizes how ironic this yeah video is um yeah and the point obviously is that there's such a thing as a real woman um, as opposed to a fake woman. And, you know, my question to Sarah is, what is she so insecure about in regard to her own femininity? I could probably give you a list, but that would be judgmental and rude on my part in regard to her. So I won't. But what is so hard for her to accept about her own femininity, that she has to attack somebody else's and just can't let people live and let live. You know, it's that faux Christian mentality sure. um, that is prevalent now amongst the 
snowflakes on the right. All um, right. So so you ha you really have to take a look at this. Will do. So oh, so sorry, because I forgot a really important thing. Yes. The purpose of this ad is to make money. So she's selling beer cozies with her face and the other three women's faces on it. It's put over your beer can. So you won't have to look at that woke can. Wow. That's being forced okay. upon you. Wow. I forgot that most important part. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Sarah, you just got a little shade from Michael's savage side eye. Mm. Nicely done. So you were saying that you're going to put that up on our Facebook page. Well, Michael, how can somebody find our Facebook page? So for all you folks out there who want to find us on social media, you can find us by the moniker No Two Gays About It. And that is the number two. And that is across all social media platforms, your Facebook, your Instagram, your TikTok. Um, and you can, G uh, you can find us at Gmail too, um, at no two gays about it at gmail.com. And again, number two. So there you have it. Please Fantastic. reach out to us. Yeah, I would love to hear from all of you, especially those of our contemporaries, over 50 gay men who are out there dating, especially if you are in one of those relationships where there is a, a large or a... I don't know, an age difference. You know, how, can you answer my question? How young is too young? Or how does it work for you? Also, let Michael know where he can find these active men who are, you know, embracing their age and moving forward. Uh, so yes, please reach out to us. We want to hear all... open to ideas. Totally open. And I will... If I have to go and get him out of his bed in the morning to meet some men, I will guess I'm going to have to do that. And I'm up for pickleball, so let's do it. All right. But first, we're going to have to burn those clam digger things that you are wearing because... <sighs> I don't wear them on are... a tennis court. I don't wear them on a tennis court. I wear yes. tennis shorts, so... Real tennis shorts, you know, yeah. the ones that are like mid-thigh? With pockets for your balls. Yes, real tennis shorts. The kind okay. Of, yes. I, All right, I, good. Do you know, although when I did start playing tennis, I was wearing the clam diggers. Oh, but my that, God. That's, but that, hasn't, that was 20 years ago, so. Yeah. I wear real tennis shorts on a tennis court. All right. And I will wear real tennis shorts on the pickleball. Okay, just so good. I won't embarrass you. <laughs> although I, told you. I may wear them just to embarrass you. Yeah. I told you, I, I have to give my husband, Scott, the once-over before he even walks out to get the mail. I'm like, nope, that's not happening. Not going to do that. I have I a love reputation. My, I love my clam diggers. I, love, I, I like having all those pockets. Oh, what are those? You and all of my lesbian friends. I don't understand. It's, and you know what? It's okay. Why do you need those pockets? Because you always have stuff. Okay, that's for another day. This... Day has been awesome. I loved our list. I love talking about dating because I need to learn this stuff. So thank you very much, Michael. Thank you all out there for joining us at No Two Gays About It. And until next time. Until next time. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.